0: Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Erin. And I'm Daniel. And we're the Verbal Reasoning Podcast.
1: Three friends with professional scientific backgrounds,
2: talking about all things under the sun in the most digestible way. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Today we have a very special guest on. His name is Lord Dio. For the purposes of this podcast, he is a martial artist of over 10 plus years. His discipline, which he has. Mastered is taekwondo, and we just want to speak to him today about martial arts and everything to do with it. Hello, can you maybe introduce yourself for us, please?
3: Greetings all, it is I, Lord Dio, the greatest. And obviously, obviously, I'm just joking, I'm not the greatest, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, formerly known as Liam, for Mm -hmm. you guys that know, formerly,
1: he no longer goes by that name.
3: Now, i have no affiliation to that guy on uh on socials called audio, really. um but i've trained since 2009 well more so i've trained since 2003 if you count that it was in the i think it was jujitsu or something like that i mean like you know like they bring in you know, the primary schools bring in like uh instructor that, to teach the kids like the basics and, and stuff like mm-hmm. that Oh yeah, yeah, we might you guys probably might have had it in like year three or four it was just mainly just grappling and some small. It was drapes and you know what actually Steve you're right you know what? It, it was oh, actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually <absolutely laughs> so this
2: but... is this is unrelated this is unrelated but um in year three Steve do you remember that robot that got brought into into assembly the
1: one that danced the dancing
0: yeah. robot <laughs> <danced
2: online>. <laughs> <recycling>. <laughs> yeah we <laughs> yes
1: Bruv, all I got was a chalk icing reception and they said that's all you're getting for the rest of your time here and that was it that that's the only thing I got. So Liam obviously has a Taekwondo background. And I myself have a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, and I think Steve, what was the one you done? Karate or?
0: Yeah, Shotokan Karate, and
1: currently some Judo. Okay, so mm. so the three of us have some sorts of martial arts background, and then you know there's Dan obviously the delinquent the nothing. <laughs> <So,
2: laughs> I Mate, mean, I was I was born in Edmonton. Oh yeah,
3: okay, that's, okay, that's okay.
2: a training already, Dan.
3: Mm, mm. <laughs> but um, I also dabbled in boxing, Muay Thai bits of MMA but main one was taekwondo like the roots
0: but what made you start off and think you know what let me like really do taekwondo like seriously do you know what I mean
3: if I'm being if I'm being honest I'm not gonna lie you we all remember what North London was like in 20 2010 2009 Mm -hmm. so you walk outside and yeah (laughs) you're walking home from the gates you walk walking home and you already see a bag of mine just by the gate waiting for you wait not even waiting for you Waiting for someone or just do you know it was just that vibe where everywhere you would step outside if you were like between the ages of like 12 to 17 it was a spare game anyone would just get moved come to you for no reason just get moved to in it for no reason like. <laughs> yeah literally oh. like, you'd be riding your bike someone's like oh, no man let me talk to you and then you're like oh crap." yeah when they ask oh, i've
0: got the time, classic you're finished you're finished oh that's- the time one. now you're done, bro. Yeah. Oh, was okay. like, <laughs> I was was,
1: Yo, what time is it? And I had the watch in one hand, like on one wrist, and I had the phone in my other hand, and I said, like, brother, I really don't know, and I just carried it. <laughs> 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 yeah, the
3: ah. <laughs> That's like my boy, um, Cameron. we you got, we got asked for the time. He just looked at his wrist. There was nothing on his wrist. He just looked at it and said, it, said the random time, like 10.30. The guy, the guy was just furious. He's like, what do you it's mean just black.
2: There's
3: <laughs> like nothing there. He's like, it's obviously wasn't 10.30. It was like 5 p.m. or something. And he's just like, check again. And he just looked at his wrist again and told him the time again. Yeah, and the just, guy was just
1: getting... home used to be an extreme sport back in the day, man.
3: Just that. And then obviously my cousins did boxing, kickboxing a lot. People around me were doing some stuff. And I just Googled, just sat there and Googled, like, for a while, like, martial arts that look cool. So kickboxing, boxing karate taekwondo i went through all of them i literally looked through just videos of all of them and there's four which one's more for me Mm. i had i I was pretty like skinny and long limbs so i thought you know something like striking would be better like i'd say kicks looked cool to me at the time that was more it wasn't more for self-defense i just thought kicks look pretty cool which one's the best for kicks
1: so Um, is taekwondo then would you say a more kind of um Attack-oriented one rather than a self-defense-oriented
3: like martial art. It depends. You know what is a lot. I have to specify also first. There's two different types before uh, we go into it. There's two types of Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. There's WTF and then there's ITF. Okay. And there's WTF is I think World Taekwondo Federation and then ITF is International Taekwondo Federation. ITF was there before WTF and wtf is the one you see in olympics the the differences are itf was the original one that they used in the military and it came as actual traditional martial art Mm -hmm. so people that in the army and was to say or for actual real self-defense against that this is like 1950s i think it started 1955 it was formally used and came what came from that was when people started doing it for sport um you basically couldn't punch to the face you didn't wear guards on your hands or your feet. And it was more of a points-based system. So you would, score, you would look to score points and then you'll stop the round. You score a point, you stop, score a point, stop. So it's more for, four. not to say that it's not, not as useful because some of them can kick really hard. Like they focus on the speed of the kicks and the placement. Mm-hmm. But more to say they don't, I wouldn't say they, because I trained WTF as well, they didn't focus too much on applying it in real life in like an actual situation where you might need to fight okay it depends on the instructor and the student honestly mm-hmm. like you with the what you learn they learn depending on your instructor as well i don't think there's an actual book on self-defense on the like legit they'll tell you you have to defend against a punch a grab to your chest um collarbone grab from behind wherever there's no like guide on what to do you have to go figure it out and then do it in front of the instructor and he will tell you if it's, you know, if it, if it works or not. And more time, obviously, a lot of them, a lot of instructors might be cool or happy with one thing and then you might go to another club and instructors instructor will see that technique and be like, no, nah, that's not happening to me.
1: Mm.
3: Like, so it kind of I,
1: changes from person to person, I guess.
3: Exactly. That's why you'll notice like there's like a quali- certain quality of black belts you see. There's a difference in quality of black belts from each club. Like you might see someone that will be a black belt from a club that will come to your club he thinks he has all the juice and then you know when he tries to spark someone I'm yeah like, he's getting squeezed exactly. yeah yeah you're like he might ah, be good at all the um, patterns or, um, which i'll get into is like kato and karate or he might be good at the techniques itself but he hasn't got maybe you know that that sixth sense to like mm. just you know that muscle memory that yeah, yeah someone grabs you, you agility know,
0: tra- yeah,
1: yeah all the of foundation that. i guess is,
0: isn't there? you know I I, I I experienced that like when i went to uni yeah so coming from like a kind of north london back back road uh, shorter karate place yeah. came to uh sheffield in it and i was looking for a club and i found this club i remember <laughs> there was this guy was like second dan or something and he was like he was like trying to test me out like oh yeah come this us spa I, I, I honestly it was so easy yeah you know honestly it was so easy and that's when I clocked like it's not about your belt really because it depends like club to club it's all different is it like their standards mm. are different so yeah
1: yeah I think um when I was so when I was doing the guy who taught me was this guy <laughs> he was a crook yeah but the thing about him was he, his name was Dave Savage And he used to be like, no, no, my name's Dave Sauvage, right? And he was one of them, one of the geezers, right, from the East End. And, like, I was just like, you know what, you're such a crook, but I know for a fact you're going to teach me some good stuff here. Because when you go somewhere where the guy's name is like, I don't know, Matthew or something, and he says, no, call me Matthew, don't call me Matt, you know that guy is just going to be absolute goddamn trash. And realistically speaking, I think it's kind of good to have a delinquent as a teacher. And uh, I, honestly, I don't know what you guys fool saw on that, but... I
3: agree. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, you kind of need someone with a bit of grit. I'll tell you a story. There's a guy, <clears throat> he's probably listened to this, Rinchin. Yeah. Rinchin, yeah, you were uh, a bad guy uh, when I met you first time. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> you were a very evil. <laughs> uh, Mr. Onipedi put you through some hell and press-ups. And then you became like honor student of the year. Mm. I saw when Rinchen was in one stage when I was a quiet I was a quiet guy when I joined that club but Rinchen would always be the early and a few other people and one day I never forget this Rinchen was like Liam let's fight I'm like oh yeah go on, yeah he's like but this time we're gonna tie your legs together with a rope and we're gonna fight like that so imagine your shin to another guy no your ankle to another guy's ankle tied and you have to fight him you don't know how to fight he does. <laughs> he's a, he also done lots of boxing. He's shorter than you, so obviously he's got that, you know, that advantage where you can just punch you up really close and you can't really do much.
1: Yeah. So you just and, got to fist up basically as soon as you
2: started. <laughs> yeah, it was so that. straight. It was It yeah. was a, it was a <laughs> fun experience. It was, oh my God, it was fun. He just like... tied you up and beat you up. <laughs>
3: no, it was like it was like you, you know. At first <laughs> he had me up, and then another day we did it again, and I kind of knew what to do because he, he didn't just rush me in it. He taught me what to, you know, what I was doing wrong.
2: Mm. And
3: from that, I kind of also, I, know, I you know, I got hit by a lot of his left hooks to realize, okay, this guy likes left hooks. Let me stop. Let me put my right hand up. And yeah. you know that, and you know that got me prepared for other people that also liked to do the same. thing, Because he he learned those techniques from some other club where maybe his instructor told him or drilled into him, he had to keep you know this technique like jab, left hook, jab, left hook. And then I, and if you, after him anyone that would come at me with that same combo aggressively like left hook left hook i already knew straight guard duck guard duck or like you know counter quick before he does it like you see the signs before um they throw the Just tell it more telegraphed because
0: his, it's like you you read their pattern in it like
3: is that like rhythm everyone people don't realize that fighting has a lot of rhythm as well like it's like dancing
0: yeah it's like dancing yeah my sense used to say that like the only difference is strength and power, but the, everything kills is pretty much the same.
2: So, you know, in Pokemon, you collect all the gym badges. Would it be best for you to just go through all the gyms in, in, like, in your area and just learn all the techniques from all the instructors? Not the take you years.
3: Would yeah, you imagine? Ages. Uh, you know, I, I would even say that would work because mostly... I've, I went to a bunch of different clubs and some of the stuff the guy was forcing onto me was not going to work for me. Like so just
1: counterproductive. It, you you end up learning the wrong technique rather than learning another new technique. It's just that the guy teaches you something completely wrong, and next thing you know, you try a move and you pull your back or something, and <laughs> that's
3: exactly. when you're done. One guy would one one person would say this technique ain't ever going to work. Don't bother using it. And you go to a club and there's this one teacher might be enthusiastic towards this one. For example, there's like a turning kick. I forgot the name of it. It's Mm -hmm. like a round. It's like in between a front kick and a roundhouse kick. It comes like diagonal. And most of the time, my teacher would say this is a useless kick because you really don't. I don't think you can really get too much power at that angle, or it's Mm -hmm. telegraphed or whatever. Was like it's not practical because you can't really follow up too much after it. And I went to another club. I'm not going to say the club because you know some politics there. But that club that instructor was forcing this kick on these people and you know like maybe for points or whatever it might be cool but if you were to do that to someone in the street that one kick and he, it's so easy to catch someone's leg <laughs> with that and just kicked yeah. out one and start waiting on him while he's on the floor like, mm. which is why when it does and that happened to me when i did mma a bit, did that wow. kick Guy grabbed my leg, swept the other leg, started hammer punching. You know, I was like, okay, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would, you
1: say, um, would you say that martial arts is, has been important in your life? Has it played an important role in your life?
3: One hundred percent. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And
1: what, like, would you consider it to be a, an important thing to maybe get children into, for example? Would it be something that you would necessarily you would say that other people should also
3: maybe try to do? I think all ages in general, but mainly children, definitely, because teenagers, children, it's good to start early because it teaches you more discipline, respect for others. Like traditional arts, usually they do more than just train your body, if anything. They will train you to be like more courageous, courteous, have like ethics towards your actions and stuff like that. Because um, even in Taekwondo, we had five rules, uh, five tenets, sorry, it was be courteous, um, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit. And obviously, you guys can listening can Google it quickly, or if you want, I can I can go a little bit in detail. But it's, you know the outline: courtesy, be you know be cur- courteous to everyone in general, not, not not just in the club. But for example, in the club, where you fight someone, you bow quick, it's respect. Say you bow to even if you hate the guy you're fighting, you bow to him. And then you fight, and then at the end you bow, you touch gloves. You know, as respect, mm-hmm. courtesy, integrity. You know, another example: you floor the guy, maybe training or sparring. You're not gonna really feel in, you know, start hitting him while he's down, or you know, rub it into him because you know you have integrity. You're not, you not. Know, or in general, in, in life, you need integrity. You can't be just moving like a scumbag.
2: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> Someone um, tell this to Steve. Yeah, <laughs> no comment.
3: You know, perseverance, obviously you need to persevere and your training will be so difficult when you first start you're going to be there sweat you know thinking I cannot you're going to look you're going to join the club you're going to look at all the blue belts or people who are higher belts than you they're going to be doing jumping kicks flipping doing splits whatever you're going to be still there maybe just like a, a noob thinking I'm never going to reach that but yeah. or you you know like sometimes you'll be out of breath and think, I can't do this blah blah. but there's going to be a little voice to say keep going like Keep going, keep going, keep going until you can't breathe, until you can't do it no anymore. Just keep going. I
1: can't tell um, the amount of times I wanted to quit, and I and I was like, you know what? I need to see this through. I started it off. I've given X number of years to it. I need to get that black belt at the very least. But it does teach perseverance, so that's that's true. I think like
0: one one thing I remember, um, like clearly, like it was an anecdote in it. Like, there was this kid in our class. He was really good, but he was like a quiet kid in it. Like, he he was a good kid. And we had this guy who came in, and he was like, kind of like a roadman, in it. And like, you could see, like, he was trying to, you know, it was new, he was trying to like, like, bad up some people. And then my sensei was like, oh yeah, yeah, you, you think you're sick, yeah? Put him straight against this quiet kid, you know, like, like, kid with glasses, etc. Man takes off his glasses, batters him. Do you know what I mean? Batters him, and he never comes back. Like, he that was the last session. So it's oh. like what Liam said, in it, you learn like to be courageous, because maybe before that the kid would have never had the courage to do that. But also, it teaches like you know, it's a hard wall. Like you have to be courteous because like, you you're there's always someone better than you.
3: And you have to be humble as well. You know that's one thing. A lot of thing. Uh, one thing I saw through a lot of people is is like if you play games or, or see anime, you know the power spike you get when you train like yeah. a few months. Yeah. The power, yeah. There's power spike. And <laughs> you think all right, yeah. I can do this kick. I couldn't do this before. I can punch a bit. Do you know a few more techniques? You've got the ego of like a lion where your but you know you're not there yet you go more time you will be that full of yourself that you will challenge someone you kn- you definitely cannot win against and then when you lose that fight it'll either break you or inspire you to try and train harder but then you should i think there should be a lesson that there uh, always respect your opponent or you may you know if you don't respect your opponent you're gonna lose 100 percent first
1: that one you take hurts bro that 1st L just it hurts it hurts your soul
3: right just like one time we went to a tournament we had a tournament um for his gti association for taekwondo first i think i was like a yellow belt so i was still new and all of us were like yellow belts we were quite noobs it? You know? we go to the tournament everyone there is sick we're like you know we've just been doing this for like three to six months everyone there god knows how long but they're hard and, you go in the first fights, all of us get, re- you know, we just get, we, lo- we lose like terribly. I remember, I still remember that loss, innit? It was yeah. ten years ago. I still remember. <laughs> 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 oh, I feel <laughs> <it as well. laughs> You never forget that because I like it wasn't like, a, like a, a small defeat. It was like I lost like eight one or something. I didn't, get, <laughs> I, didn't connect, I didn't connect anything to this guy. Demoralization, uh, yeah. Yeah, my my you know after that, t- you know we went into another room. We all like all of us are lost. We just sat there. We turned the lights off and just started fighting in, in, in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <It
2: started
3: crazy. laughs> and then like, our teacher obviously gave us a little talk. And you know, Master um, Master Anipedi, if you listen to this, you're a G
2: mm-hmm. He
3: just always yeah. he like you know what it is he's um he's Nigerian. So he always had them anecdotes there, ready. Yeah. and he always he always knew you had to banter certain situations and he would tell you like other students other, other teachers wouldn't i don't think could have let could have eased the failure like he could like he would make it as a way like as fuel for you to almost yeah. He, yeah every loss was every loss was a lesson and it was never failure that's what i love about him.
2: i feel like he's master splinter and you're like <laughs> ninja turtles
3: no 100% I'm not even lying. that's that is the perfect description for that for that class I mean you I was going
1: to ask you how has martial arts helped you in your life but I think we've kind of gone through that and it'll be a bit counterproductive to go back to that point <laughs> after um the way we've kind of just discussed all the things that it's taught us over the years so...
3: oh yeah, um one thing also before we go is like yeah, go on. It, I'm not gonna also a lot of times in um other things I do those tenants I spoke about benefiting me where I would have quit in a lot of things and just given up but obviously what I learned and what was drilled into me kind of st- stays with you throughout everything like you don't give yeah. up easily like you maybe like you can go from even exams I was in sixth form I had uh, loads of exams I failed the first year available. levels you know to me I oh, think that no. was a yeah, you know, you, you, everyone Every in physics order. knows. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't that know was
1: because I, I did,
3: you know, whatever. But carry on. You, you know, yeah,
1: yeah, you know. I'll say I know. If I speak, say,
3: you know, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm not if gonna I say speak, it failed, in I still I had a B in maths and C in physics. It? but that was a failure to me. That was That's a, failure a failure to, to us. <laughs> and that was not an L in one one part. Any, I didn't feel. I felt sad for maybe one day about that shit. That. And then I moved. You know what I did? I didn't. I straight away picked up every single book uh, that I had to do the next year, spend that whole summer up to December learning everything. Like by January of the next year, I already had learned most of the stuff that I failed. And it was just revision. But I needed that kick up the ass when I failed to like get motivated to do all of that. Otherwise, I don't think, and also I think if I hadn't started, studied and become more resilient in martial arts, like mentally, I wouldn't, I would have crumbled, I think, at that failure.
0: I think you know a lot of people yeah They're, like martial arts is a good introduction of that like that kick in the face do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. literally you get kicked in the face and a lot of people don't go through that until like later on in life and then when they do get kicked in the face they don't know how to handle it in you know? it so mm-hmm. I feel like martial arts like it introduces to you to it like in sa- the safest way possible so when it does happen to you again like you know what to do like, i agree with you like all these um even when i for example like if i go shopping here, yeah, and i'm carrying like bags of shopping home and it's bare long like some man might give up and be like oh yeah call a cab or sign but in my <laughs> mind i have that messed up like martial like mentality that's like nah, i'm taking it all the way back
3: home this <laughs> everything i think that's more like that's just toxic masculinity
2: right <laughs> you now. do you know what motivates me it's that money to to pay the taxi that motivates too. me.
0: <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I feel you, Liam. It does, um, it continues. But maybe like I can pose a question to you that's, uh, you know, some people might argue like it's kind of like a blood sport, and like in nowadays it's unnecessary. I, I know some of our viewers might might not agree with uh, people practicing this and think it's an unnecessary um, evil part of sports. Like, what, what would you say to that? What would you think about that?
3: I think there's no. You know what it is? There's no evil. Like the art is just an art. It's just you got evil people that practice it, and that's when ethics, I think, come in. Like one thing, I, mean, I think most most time people hear martial arts or MMA, they think straight MMA or UFC. And you know, like a lot of, I think people forgot like when MMA was. What MMA was created pretty much by I'm not uh, I'm not too sure on the facts, but I'm pretty sure Bruce Lee created it in a way or yeah. no Royce, it was Royce Gracie and then and Bruce Lee was like they were kind of part of that creation yeah he
0: created that idea and like the the mixing of different martial arts together mm-hmm. it
3: was when Royce Gracie went and learned jiu-jitsu made it Brazilian jiu-jitsu and then I think he, he went to UFC and just he won it
0: to prove it was the best yeah
3: yeah but like, look at Royce Gracie he's like that guy jiu-jitsu you most most time when you're a black belt you have to be calm collected you are know, not going to go out, you're not going to see a guy who's a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu, a good black belt, go out, start beating up the crap out of loads of people, un- 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 unprovoked. You know. But back to the thing about blood sport, I don't believe too much blood sport. No, I, don't, I wouldn't say blood sport, it's blood sport. Like, UFC has some aspects I would say yes, but that's purely that's like some people need love that you know you love the excitement when you're like you ever fought someone you get hit in the face you smell blood or something some people get excited Mm -hmm. and there's like a certain rush that sometimes speak in my my experience like I feel most alive in a fight when I'm fighting someone even if I don't know even if it's not serious like to ever when it gets heated you feel excitement and you don't notice blood you don't notice your injuries in it you just go into you in and I'd say more time when people do disagree with that. I would say you should disagree with the people that view it just to see people getting beat up. Because if there wasn't used in mean, these martial arts and sports, what would they be doing to get their fix, if anything? Mm. Um, yeah, I think I, I agree
0: with you. Like, like I, I think a lot of people also are kind of sheltered in life. Like they, like you said, you know, growing up, we knew, like, whether you like to fight or not. This was a, like a reality. Do you know what I mean? Like you're gonna be involved in it, or mm-hmm. or like something might happen to you, and you never know. And like ma- like martial arts and kind of like fighting has always been part of like the human human race since since the beginning. Do you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: to take it off now is like to completely ignore that there's still this kind of danger out there. And like you said, it's an art form. You never see a brawl with like a a jiu-jitsu or taekwondo guy, or you know someone who's really skilled. It's always like some drunkard who has no respect. Exactly, or something
2: yeah. like that. You know, like learning martial arts as a child. Do you think it's dangerous? Because my mom didn't really want me to do that stuff. So I went more into down the athletics and football.
0: Mm.
2: Like, what would you say to people who are worried about their kids?
0: I think statistically, you're more likely to injure yourself playing football than any other sport. Like martial arts is one of the like lowest ones. Statistically. Like, really? I
3: would say, yeah, I agree with that. More so, I, you know, it is. I think that there's so much. When I was growing from club to club, there was so much about safety of the children, because you know your your license as an instructor will get taken away fast if you a lot of your the kids in your class
2: That's true. are getting
3: hurt and stuff like that. And you know the parents always can watch, you know. So the moment you don't like something you're seeing, you can pull them out, you know. And I, you know, there was a lot of care, especially from like um shout out North London Taekwondo and Manor Park Taekwondo those those instructors showed me you know it was always safety for the kids before anything like if i saw a kid get you know like us we weren't actual teachers we weren't instructors we were just high level we were people we were guys that trained there for a long, long time and we had more responsibilities to watch over the younger new students if you saw a guy was out of breath or whatever you quickly take him outside and talk to him if he's okay blah blah and that was like something they taught you when you got like close to red black Belt, like how to look after and train and talk and talk to kids like some of these kids will be really badly behaved, and you have to know how to deal with a really bad, you know, deal with the safety while maintaining badly behaved people. So, um, yeah. but also I, I agree with the football thing. I, knew, I I I've only gotten injured from Taekwondo about like twice in my life, but from football I've like I've seen someone dislocate their shoulder like twice, two different games. I <laughs> I, I I twisted my ankle super hard. Playing football when I couldn't even train taekwondo. I was just hurt by that.
2: I've oh, never man. been injured playing football.
3: But you look at you. You're you're like. you in it.
0: <laughs> Dan, you run on your on your. You do handstands when you run. That's what you want
2: on about. Nah, you guys need to relax. <laughs> Dan runs on his own. Nah, but yeah, I. <laughs> I like I like the way. <laughs> nah, you guys are ridiculous. Man. Dan could defeat. Nah, I like the way your 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 instructor like dealt with safety because when you see like the American football like parents are scared about sending their children to the practice stuff because of the the head injuries and all of that so it's it's refreshing yeah. to hear there's so much concern about
0: also like safety of a, the people there a lot of martial arts it's not just like you know you throw a kick as hard as you can because more time if you do that it's so easy to get counted so a lot of it's like control like so it's speed aggression mm-hmm but also you need to have like absolute control. Like you need to know where your foot's landing, where your hand's landing. It, it, it shouldn't be by accident. And so like, obviously as you, as you go through the belt rank or like however they rank you, they pull you, like they train you to that level, when they, they wouldn't put you in just to have like a massive fight. Like they train you. Okay. This is how you kick properly until you do that properly. Then you move on to the next thing, next thing, next thing before you know it, you're having a full blown, like jump mean fight or whatever you yeah. want to call it, but it's all controlled. Like, you you know exactly when to like pull your kicks so you don't injure yourself or injure your friend
3: so yeah
2: yeah so would you say i'm too old to start learning martial arts now
3: no never never too old never, never too. Like, old. i've seen people join at 40 one yeah actually there was one guy he joined with his kid his kid was eight, 10 years old he was about i'd say 40 both of them went through the ranks and got the belts together both of them competed the tournaments together. It was a was cool thing to see. I That's, a nice, That's a
2: nice story. That's a nice
3: story. Father and son competing together. Like, both of them cheering each other at the tournaments. Whole family there. And it was like, it was a good thing. Because it was like, you know, to go to tournament. The tournament was in Cheltenham. From North London no, I'm going to start
2: crying.
3: Just <laughs> <laughs> <But it was laughs> like leaving even- his kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you yeah. up, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my secret child you know, just being there. Right? Now, uh, they, and they, he was his the thing is his son became his son became so sick. Um, I can't remember his name, but right? if I get it, I'll find it. If I remember, it, I'll say it. But the the way like you'd see sometimes his son would be you know, like um fighting in class. We used to do King of the Hill. His dad would be there like cheering him, and you see like. It, even my friend Cameron, he went with um, all of his family. His bro, dad, his two sisters would be there. There was one day Cameron was fighting this guy. No word of a lie, looked like Bane, like, like, <laughs> like built like Bane, built like Bane, hench guy. was like six three, militant guy. I watched this guy break some guy's nose with one kick, and I was like, oh. Uh-huh. Wait, look. Cameron's is getting destroyed by this guy and it was like an anime like it was just the way it's just a scream <laughs> and you just you just see it like it got supercharged and you started fighting back hard and you won. And I was like, you know that like you, know, like you need I think is that's like a good idea for people like if you think you're too old you can always bring on someone younger that can train with you You will encourage each other if you need that. Even and even if you're older, you know your instructor will be older or whatever. Like there's no judgment I think in no martial arts exactly and even people that are black belts still aren't complete there's no completion it's a lifetime thing it's a lifetime thing, you can it's be- a
0: lifetime thing yeah. my my sensei used to say like martial arts is like a, a blade like if you don't practice it you get dull and so mm-hmm. you just got to be like always on it like even me then like i started recently doing like judo and some jujitsu like i have i've had no experience in that and um it's all about the process isn't it the journey it's about yeah. yourself learning becoming better at that thing and uh, yeah, one day you'll be a black belt, you'll be proficient at it. Maybe you'll never compete in a uh, UFC or whatever, but that's not your goal, in it? It's, it's a bit different.
2: So it's do, you good want, to just... do you want to know the, the truth behind why I asked that? Why? Because um, in Star Wars, <laughs> like, if, if you get too old, they can't change to become a Jedi, in it? There's Aaron. There's Aaron. I've been waiting for subscription, man.
3: (laughs) He's just trying to shout out quick. He's just trying to get endorsed by Star Wars.
1: Uh, This guy definitely enjoys Lucas's Pocket or something. The propaganda he does.
2: When they're paying for you, yeah. When you're getting big money. Remember me, yeah.
1: Well, until they Supervis- pay me, I ain't doing nothing. If they pay me, then my God, Star Wars is the greatest movie saga ever made. But until they pay me, <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: so Liam, I, I noticed that on your Instagram, you had some questions about the different types of martial arts. Um, oh, In yes. particular, I, I saw that you some people are quite interested in capoeira. So oh, yeah. I was just wondering if maybe there was something you wanted to tell us about capoeira and its origins and so on.
3: Capoeira. Originally, it's... Well, the where it came from, Capoeira originated in Brazil. Obviously, the roots came from Angola because the slaves that were taken, the majority of them, I think 40% were Angolan. And when the slave masters were there, you know, like I think were watching them or whatever, they needed a way to train to revolt against the slave masters. Obviously, I'm not like the most knowledgeable historian on this stuff. So you feel free to... Practice. You're
2: not Harriet Tubman?
3: Yeah, you, you know what I mean, like I might be wrong in some details, but you, you know, I, I'm free, I'm open to people educating themselves, so educating me about this.
1: But um, from what so, I know. Learned... Yeah, we've done a little bit of research on capoeira. Um, so from what we found, uh, let me just read out pretty much exactly what we've written prior to the podcast, um, which is that uh, capoeira is a martial arts based on generating power from the ground, uh, mm. which is why it's quite acrobatic. Um, and it includes inverted kicks, which is a unique and re- uh, rarely seen strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting techniques, as you said, kind of come from Angola uh, because of the reasons that you said. Uh, and it, it was it was practiced to music mm-hmm. uh, because this would give the illusion to those that were had were in charge of this you know slave trade that the, the slaves were just doing a type of dance.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's which is white man. True.
1: Yeah, which is why often you'll see the, uh, you know, with capoeira when you see it in popular culture and everything, or if you just see it on TV, whenever there's a practitioner who's kind of giving a demonstration, they tend to put music in the back. I
3: think it's called jingle. Exactly,
1: music. yeah, and it, I think that's the kind of reasoning behind it, because when it was originally practiced, music was played in the back to kind of throw people off the scent of what was actually going on there,
2: yeah, because there was
1: a fear that, you know, the the slaves would revolt and you know first sign of that would be if they were to get together and teach one another how to you know fight against potentially people who have weapons when they don't and so mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the origins of capoeira from what we've seen um, mm-hmm. i don't know if steve wants to add anything or that
0: mm, yeah it's like it's interesting because in algeria uh, when it was uh, when the when there was a french colonization there's a martial art called uh El Matarag, and essentially it's it's like stick fighting and uh it's used um against like swords and uh weaponry. And basically they do something similar where they practice it uh with music to trick them into thinking that oh yeah, it's just some cultural celebration or something. But in reality they're learning how to like basically kill you with um with a cane. And today it's actually still pra- practiced. So it's quite interesting how a lot of martial arts came out of like deception and uh is like literally just the, the art of war in general. Is, is is mostly about the deception and trying to trick your opponent in that sense.
3: I think, uh, you know, also like referring back to when I said like martial arts have rhythm, side dancing, capoeira is got the most, it's actually still like, you can still find the class, like capoeira class where you can even, you just, it's like a dance, not, not fully like a dance class, but it's, like, it's more like they teach you the rhythm of fighting more so in there because they play music while you're training and sparring and stuff yeah and the way i think the strength in capoeira is like i think in all martial arts all techniques it's your hip movement like your hips are the, the most key thing in all your techniques and in in capoeira it's they use a lot of like the motion that that weird motion they do is like it you can't really see where the kick or wherever it's coming from Mm. but it's like you see how they'll go put maybe put one hand on the floor and then s- twist a the whole body to do a kick yeah. like they low you know yeah. that lower center of gravity that quick hip turn like a capoeira kick i think there was like a study on all the, the strongest kicks in the world and the capoeira kick was like the second strongest and mm-hmm. i think muay thai or taekwondo was like the strongest yeah, one. but that was
0: taekwondo yeah
3: obviously that has some variances because of the people doing the kick but you know i mean like i think that art is good to practice because even i had a guy who did it a bit and he showed me some techniques and we used to jokey practice it and like if you did taekwondo and you could do the kicks and stuff like that switching to capoeira wasn't too difficult because once you're flexible enough to do all those kicks you can do it but one thing i have to rate about capoeira their balance is amazing like yeah they, that, to be fair. Right, they could be like in the most weirdest position put their feet straight in the air, and then still do like a little handstand and come back and do like you know like eddie and tekken it's like that it's like you watch it's like, watch, it's like watching that in real life you know my guy. you're like you're just trying to guess what is he going to do and you don't know if he's going to sweep you or do some god knows what but there's a lot of power behind behind it oh what are you saying so
0: So uh, I was going to say, like, some people look at it and think, like, oh, this is useless. You know, when is this going to be used? But then you see people like uh, Barbosa in the UFC, you know? Like, that's not his main style, but then he just mixes it in and it just catches the fighter completely off guard. He has no idea what's going on, and he just gets clicked by the kick. And we all know it's always the punch and the kick that you don't see that knocks you out, like, because you're just not prepared mentally for it. So I think he has a place in the...
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of important to note how one type of martial art can give birth to another. Um, and as you said, like w- with that UFC fighter, for example, you can incorporate other parts of different martial arts within your main fighting style, if that makes sense. So, you know, you can in- introduce the capoeira style of kicks into into your fighting uh, style when your main, main martial arts, let's say knowledge comes from, I don't know, Jiu-Jitsu or, you know, you might have done Mai- Muay Thai, but then you incorporate bits of capoeira into it. So that is kind of the amalgamation of different types of uh, martial arts can be quite important.
2: Did anyone remember doing capoeira in like secondary school? Yeah, I
3: kind of remember that.
2: Yeah, so we yeah, did one, one day. Like, all the guys just, would be like, nah, nah. <laughs> it was like dancing. I remember,
3: I remember that, yeah. It was just like a one day, you know, there's one little taste of things that you try to get and everyone's like, nah, no, I want to play football.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you <Yeah>, know, <even> everyone's <laughs> playing football. And everyone's like, nah, nah. And then they said if you if you do this capoeira lesson, then you can play football for the rest of the year and everyone started dancing the arse Dude, off like everyone was doing the kicks. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, everyone was like dogging like, you know, on that. the dance floor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, they were like
3: capoeira style. Can you imagine beating a like, doggy before beating a guy up? I would be I would quit my I'd I'd quit guy right if a guy dogged and then slapped me on was sleeve.
0: Yeah, we were talking about, like, how martial arts, like, you know how they evolve. And, like, one good example is the jiu-jitsu story. Uh, You you know how it was, like, first used um, classically by samurais. If they didn't have any sword, like, they couldn't punch each other up. So they they learned, like, wrist locks and how to break each other's arms to kill each other. And then, obviously, as the samurais were taken out, like, it was kind of, it became, like, an underground martial art. Because it was seen as, like, you know, for thugs and stuff like that. And I think his name I think it was uh, Kano, yeah Jigaro Kano, and I think his story is really interesting because he was born when he was born, he was like a really weak kid, and his father knew one of like a yakuza or something, and put him to train with the Yakuza to learn Jiu-jitsu so he'd like be able to handle himself. And uh, this kid, Jigaro Kano, really, really loved um, Jiu-jitsu. But he, he, he was sad that, you know, it was still considered an underground sport. So what he did is he took away all the arm breaks, wrist locks and created judo. And now you can see like judo has become like a massive sport uh, worldwide. I think it's, it's the number one practiced um, martial art worldwide and everyone loves it. And so maybe my question to you, Liam, is like, do you think this is the direction martial arts should be going where it should become like less about lethality and more about Let's say sports based um, uh, kind of practice, or do you think it's worth keeping the lethality of it?
3: I, you know, it is because times change, the art has to change a bit, but I still think because like, judo still teach is still in my eyes, it's still a traditional martial art in a way because it teaches all the other stuff that discipline. I know, I know there was a guy, um, Samson, his dad is like, judo, yeah, he was a pretty good just yeah. judo master, like, he's still, I think, doing um. Uh, stuff online and still watch the videos on youtube and stuff but i think for pr- the way we live in because it's like you know the, like the way life is changing and stuff people don't have time anymore because you have to do so much in your life that you might just be doing it just to like quickly learn a few things so you feel a bit better or trained to feel a bit be like just feel like you're doing some exercise or feel a bit of peace or whatever but i think the lethality is important still because you know you don't know when you're going to hit that situation where oh god I'm gonna have to fight for my life and that I think you need that lethality in you even if you're a calm person you need to turn that switch on quick I need to be need to become a demon quick because one day even me I was never like an aggressive person in the past too much but there was still situations where I was put in front head like deep in where it was like now, you know, fight or flight. Now you gotta fight. Turn it on. Go, because the person you might be cool, or you might not want to be on anything like violent. But then the other person could be just have evil intentions for you. And one thing about it is you need to be confident in yourself to take care of yourself and other people. That's why, like, knowing your like your body is like a lethal weapon is like insurance in a way you don't have to do it but you know if i need to i can i can you know, handle it
0: I, feel that. I was gonna ask though like for example getting risk getting rid of wrist locks um like chokes etc kind that of leads to like less well you can tell like just leads to less injuries in general and it's uh, more like a longevity kind of sport i get. i guess the question is like do you think these techniques specifically although you're training martial arts, do you think these techniques should still be practiced?
3: 100%. percent i no, say straight, yeah, because even, yeah, most of, most you have to, definitely, because even if um, in Taekwondo, for example, the self-defense checklist for your grading was of maybe about four or five things. But in the club, my teacher still put it, it says that, you know, learn anything you don't know. When you leave, even the club was in Tottenham. You leave the club, you're already you're, you're testing yourself. So you like you know you need to like learn everything that makes (laughs) yourself like comfortable, like knowing or another alternative if you don't feel like you will be because self defense don't work if you're not like if you can't do it without thinking about it. Don't I don't think it will work. If you think you can do like like in judo the throws, quick throws, whatever over the wrist locks, practice that that throw till you can do it without thinking. Like whatever it's about the weapons you have in it like if you have your weapons that you know you're good at and you like doing you practiced it it won't be too much not to know everything else because you can kind of switch like say if, grabbed, if you someone locks your wrist maybe you can know one little trick to get out of that and then go to your your weapon quick or you know it doesn't hurt anyone to just learn a quick gestop defense or uh, choke defense but I, but overall i would say hunt, learn it even if someone tells you it's useless just learn it because one day someone's going to just be drunk grab you by the neck and you're not going to know you're going to be you know they're thinking about a million other things that you practice you know like, oh i don't know how to stop this or something like that and you don't want to be in that situation so i'll just say learn everything at least one technique for every situation and just practice that a thousand times until or even a, a hundred thousand times until you just don't forget
2: it <laughs> i'd say like more time
3: right, even if it has uh, ten thousand times of uh, do it every day till like you're 30 40 it's true
0: it's true mm. like more, more time all you need is really like a couple techniques like th- i think this is where the martial arts become more art than than self-defense like you know when you go to the higher belts and you learn these like like complex kicks and stuff it's really mm-hmm. it's effective but really you're learning it for the art where in reality, when you're in a real fight on the street, it's not going to last long. Like, you're going to be there. It's going to be maybe a heated, like, two minutes if it's in public or something. And then you're out of there, like, literally one round. So, I, I, I don't know. For me, like, it's, if I had to advise people that didn't have a background and want to get into it, like, pick a couple kicks, couple punches, just a few tech basic techniques and just get really good at them. I think it was Bruce Lee that said, that like, I don't fear a man that knows a thousand kicks, practiced it once. But I fear a man that knows one kick and has practiced it a thousand
3: times, 100% because even most time in the, when you do traditional art like karate, taekwondo, whatever, you're going to practice front kick, side kick, uh, turning kick, roundhouse kick, roundhouse. Those, those are the three basic kicks you will learn. And then after that, you're going to the jumping kicks, spinning axe kick, wherever. But in a real fight you're going to go back to the yellow belt kicks instantly. That's the first. 100. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be trying <laughs> to tornado kick a guy in the face when I'm drunk or he's drunk and he's attacking me or I'm going to do like one, two jab, kick in the leg, one, two kick in the brain, whatever. Like,
0: yeah,
3: exactly. You know, yeah. I'll say, yeah. So I would say if you want to learn, yeah, I agree. If you want to learn something to help yourself quickly, even I'll say to start, even if you start a traditional, I won't, you won't cause too much of a delay in your progress, but, you won't be Bruce Lee straight away, but God I mean, forbid yeah.
0: you come across Bruce Lee in it on the street. <laughs> then you're, you're pretty much screwed. I'm not gonna lie, like <laughs> that, that's something you just pray for. You're like, nah. Oh
3: man, if it's Bruce Lee, I'm just gonna push him into the road or something.
2: <laughs> Talk, talking about these real life applications, uh, tell us about this story when you had to catch a robber, because I feel like there was some martial arts involved. Actually, I know there was martial. Arts. <laughs>
3: yeah so that story is funny I was, <laughs> so i was in sheffield uh say 3 a.m and just cooking some food chicken to be precise some peri chicken we
2: know chicken we know yeah, chicken. Chicken. yeah
3: and for context for like three a few weeks stuff was going missing from the house and i was like certain there was a burglar in the house but not, my flatmates weren't too sure but, and then we came to the you know, conclusion there was a burglar coming in and out like a little raccoon <laughs> eating everything and dipping out and I was thinking, this guy knows our pattern. Must be know our pattern because it was usually like after night we'd go out, we'd come back, and something like a laptop went missing, or a few bits of money, or all of my PS3 games went missing. When I caught that day I was cooking, free. I went into uh, my flatmate Leroy's room quickly, just talking to him, and then my, you know, that that sixth sense for danger you develop when you, you live in Edmonton, is it? You can hear. I say you walk in and you can hear a man cycling from like a mile away. It's like, like you know, stuff like that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I
0: know you, know. you just know. You know something's going to happen.
3: It's like that. I was like, I'm here talking to him and I hear the door. Like, I'm two rooms away. Two, There's three sets of doors between me and that door. I heard it open and like some little noises. I didn't even finish the sentence I was talking to him about. I had my shoes on still for some reason. I just burst through both doors. The door was wide open and the bike, there was a bike missing in the room. I ran out to the front door and this guy was still there, like just literally right outside the front door. He was about five, 10, five, year 40-year-old-ish, like a dr- druggie-looking dude. Um, had the door open, whatever. I run, see the guy there holding the bike and he was holding like both hands and he, his eyes just went, his pupils just went open. And he looked at me, he's like, He's screaming, ah! Oh! And I, I was just, I just felt rage because I had a game I really loved, Tekken Tag 2, and they went missing. This guy stole my Tekken Tag. I knew it was this guy when I caught him red handed. And do you know what I said I shouted, You, it was you. And he, he screamed through the bike at me. The adrenaline fueled me to jump over the bike. I ran, he ran uphill. The acceleration of this man was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> because he was running fast up the hill, I'm, and speed right
1: there,
0: If
3: you've been to Sheffield, you know what these hills are serious.
2: They yeah, that's hills, man.
3: Incline's like 20, 30 degrees, or something like that. I'm running uphill incline 3 a.m. in the dark after this random guy. He's going through alleyway, turning down alleyway, running for him. I'm just angry. I catch him, grab him by the collar, and I'm like, I just breathe heavy I'm like, Why are you, why are you do that? I was just hurt. I was just hurt. I'm like, why are you doing this? Blah, blah. I was giving him a chance and you know, I was like, to explain. It. like I probably wouldn't, I don't know if I was going to let him go, but I wouldn't have hurt him or anything if he just like gave me, like, oh, I was hungry or I was doing this, that. But obviously he did. And the guy kind of was like all well over the place, drunk, just screaming, shouting at me, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. This stuff, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. Blah, blah. He's trying to get other people's attention. Like, I'm a bad guy. So I'm just still, still, I'm trying to keep calm. I'm like, you know, you know before I catch a case here. And then I'm like, I just relax, relax and then he swings for me and I see I block it I'm like all right cool I grab I grab him I like both hands on his uh what call it his t-shirt or jacket like grabbed the collars, twisted it pushed him forward and I put my my leg right behind his uh kneecap pushed him I think it's like it's an actual ju- ju- judo technique I was saving for the next person I fought because this was already in my mind I was going to do this to someone so like I, if, if i google the name quick i'll google the name later on but the it's got an actual name name in japanese this technique i threw him he 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 went on the floor head hit the concrete he was out instantly bleeding and i saw blood coming from the back of his head i was like oh no
1: did you think he killed him
3: yeah i was like oh my lord no <laughs> wait oh. <laughs> i was like you know what yeah
0: <laughs> throwing a man on the concrete people think like oh yeah judo's useless bro if you hit concrete yeah you're finished you're not (laughs) getting up
3: well he was he he was out on contact he was on the floor asleep i was like trying to wake him up i was slapping his face like yo (laughs) "Yo, you're laughing but that sounds (laughs) mad (laughs) traumatic. no nothing i was like wake up he woke up like two seconds later and then he tried to like he was angry he tried to choke me from the ground (laughs) I'm, I'm just going like, no, this man ain't serious. So I grab, I t- put one hand on his neck. I, I grab one, um, one of his arms. Put one of my, my other arm on his neck, and I put my knee on his uh, chest so he can't do much. Just choking him a bit. And I'm like, yo, relax, relax, relax. He's still swinging and moving about. He gets up a bit. I get from, I jump on him from behind like quick. Um, it's that grappling technique. I forgot the name. It's like when you just shift your body around him while you're on the floor. Ground like groundwork play. Like. Yeah. Went on from behind, got him in a rear naked choke. I'm there choking him from behind. And then at this point, it's like you have to either commit to choking him out or just find a way to, like, I don't, you know, I, in that situation. So you're, you're,
0: you're committing at that situation because if you let him go, yeah, he's gonna be like, the guy's going to be hella angry. So you have to, like, at least <laughs> put him out.
3: Yeah, so I was just uh, choking him a rear naked choke. And then he's just, like, uh, and then I don't throw him from the rear naked choke and put him on the ground, like, face down, one arm up. And I'm, you know, I don't have a phone. I don't have nothing. I just ran out of my house. So I don't have any means of calling the police or doing anything. And this is the maddest thing is like, I'm asking people for help. No one is trying to help me. They just see me at <laughs> 3 a.m. beating up some random guy and people walking across the path. I'm just trying to get the one guy to knock on my door to let my flatmate, you know, come out to help me. And they're dodging me while I'm asking them to help. They're walking by me. I'm in the middle of the road as well. This is like not even on the pavement. This is the middle of the road. Cars are driving around us moving about the day and then I had to call one guy there's a cab driver uh, no one guy first two these two like uni students walked by trying to mind a business I said yeah I will let go of this man and come up to you two right now if you do not <laughs> knock in that door right now and then they knocked on the door <laughs> <laughs> I woke him up <laughs> he didn't even bring it he was playing 2k and playing music loud he didn't hear the noise do you know what
0: you get out of that yeah and I want like the, the listeners to really understand like, in a real-life situation, if you're fighting outside, no one's going to help you. Yeah. People exactly. are just going to watch. People are just going to watch. And so, like, you, you know, people have, like, a lot of faith in society and, like, the police. Rather, the police will only get there after everything is said and done. Exactly, so right. I think it's, like, it drills into you, like, how important knowing how to handle yourself is like, in, in these kind of situations. Because it could happen to anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just never know. Like, maybe I've got a story I can share, yeah? So... I was like, you know what? It was in Sheffield as well. <laughs> it's just okay, a bit okay, funny. Like it always yeah. happens in Sheffield. Bad, yeah, I think I. W- <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was like there was a bar that was playing. Like it was, they were doing like a garage night in it. And like my friend invited me, so I was like, yeah, I'll come through in it. So I'm coming. Uh, I'm a roll through now. And uh, it was like three of us during that that bar night. The rugby, like I don't know, the group, the rugby group was was in there in it. And obviously they're all big guys, whatever. One of them, I remember one just kept coming up to me. He was like oh, pissed drunk, like he was finished in it. But he, he kept coming up to me and i like, oh yeah, you know, like trying to, he's, he's massive. He was like one of those massive rugby players, like rubbing my hair and like, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, but you yeah, kind of yeah. like, you move away from him. You're like, you know what? You don't want anything. But then it got to the point where I didn't even see it. And he comes behind me and gets me in a headlock in it. Okay. And it, it's, it's like what you said, Liam, you know, at that point where you just like, you just kick into instinct, like you the know instinct. exactly what to do. So I just threw him over my shoulder. Like, a, like you said, it's a special throw. I forgot the name of it. But essentially, I threw him, threw him over my shoulder and he slammed straight into the ground, kind of like where he banged his head onto the ground. And he wasn't moving for a while. And I was thinking, oh, shit. Did I, no, <laughs> did I kill this guy? <laughs> <gone?" laughs> Do <laughs> you know what I mean? But then he gets up and he's like, he's dazed. And he's like confused. But then he, he realizes what just happened. He tries to run towards me. And like, already you find yourself in that stance. Do you know what I mean? Like that stance where you know you're going to come forward with like, a counter and a punch or oh, something. Oh yeah,
3: everyone always, you know, drunk people that don't like to fight telegraph everything. Yeah, they telegraph everything. You you
0: know exactly what's gonna happen, so you're gonna move out of the way. And then bang, just smash him in the face or something. But obviously, yeah. like, luckily that night they had uh, their friends actually stopped him because they knew he was wrong or whatever. Like for example, like I did nothing wrong. Do you know what I mean in life you can be like you can be the best guy or the goodest guy, do nothing wrong, but shit will always happen. Shit could always come to you. And the best, like, when people say oh, it's a blood sport or whatever, like, it's unnecessary. Unfortunately, you know, life is full of conflict. And I think it will it will always be necessary to to learn how to handle yourself.
1: Uh, my one isn't as uh, lethal as you guys' situation, but... Don't um, worry. So I have I was no in, story. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was in, like, 10 or 11 or something? We ended up moving to... I don't live there now, but we ended up moving to the road where, if you guys know, Salisbury School used to be secondary I think
3: it's my road it? yeah, yeah yeah that's your, <laughs> road. <laughs>
1: your road yeah and um basically Wait, before we went you
2: went move to the mansion yeah
1: so before I move to the mansion um so I'm walking home and I'm obviously I've got a different schools uniform on so literally every other day somebody from that because that school was a bit of a problem school yeah every single day someone's starting on me every single day someone's trying to start some sort of altercation with me in and, and I avoided it for as long as I could one day I'm walking down the road I see three guys opposite me on the other side of the road I just, I just look away you know I'm minding my business then I look back there's only two of them Bro, by the time I could turn around this guy's broken a piece of plywood on the back of my, I think plywood or plank or something on the back of my head he just decked me with it completely he took it from a construction site on our road like on a house that I was being constructed mm. just smashed this thing over my head brother I, I, at that moment you gotta you got to have a fight where you got to, you know Flight, fight or flight sort of situation. So, I don't know what the fuck I'm meant to do. Like I've just been dazed. I've been walloped over the head with it. But all I could do was I saw him lunging at me again. I just grabbed this guy, threw him over my shoulder, hip throw, just dashed him on the road, and then I just paced it. I ran out of there because I'm like, listen, <laughs> yeah, I know jiu-jitsu, blah, blah, this, this, and that, but talking about real-world applications, I'm like, yeah, that was as real-world application as I'm going to try here today because there's three of them, one of me, and this isn't it, man, is it? So <laughs> these guys can fuck me up. So as soon as I threw the first guy, I just started running down the road. I got home and then my mom like looks at me, she goes, "What's down the back of your head? It must have been the sawdust, right? Uh, from the where the plank had broken." And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was on a bus and you know I've, I must have leaned on something."
2: Uh, DT. Do you know
1: what I mean? Because I'm not trying to tell my mom what really <laughs> happened because I'm thinking that's the second coming right there. Yeah. It's not my fault. But um. You know, I feel like the real life applications of these things can there is a there is a bit of a gray gray area there. I mean, I, yes, I threw the guy to the ground, but A, he could have been seriously hurt where you know he smashed his head into the concrete, and then I would have been in trouble. And B, I was like, there's three of them, and I'm not you know I'm not Bruce Lee, so I'm not gonna try and take on three of that. So I literally just paced it out of there as fast as I, I've never run fast in my life. I'm well out of shape, but that day I was Usain Bolt. I got him super quick.
0: Just want to put a disclaimer in it for everyone. The number one thing is if you can ever like if you're stuck in a sticky situation like that, if you can run, run. Because you never know. The man <laughs> might have a knife, a gun. You just you just don't know in this world, yeah, innit?
1: That's my point, innit? it? Like as much as I advocate for learning self-defense or whatnot, if you can get out of there, just get out of there because you really, really don't know what's gonna end up happening. Don't think this yeah. isn't a movie. You feel me? You'll get poked.
3: Do not yeah, chase a burglar also. That was the dumbest thing in my life I've ever done. That guy... <laughs> i tell you now. I'll tell you why it was the dumbest thing. That guy had an accomplice in it. There was two of them. Didn't I didn't know this until after. So say that guy's friend was there that time. Or he, they both had a knife or whatever. I chased them 3 a.m. No one knew where I was going. I was wearing their phone. If they had stabbed me right there outside, no one was going to help me. So like, do not, for your safety, chase burglars. If the only reason I did I did that purely was because you know I have a lot of anxiety and stuff. I don't want to have the thought of a burglar returning to my house again. So you I was like, like, I'm wrapping this guy in now. In your <laughs>
1: situation, I, I think you've done the right thing, realistically speaking. Although generally, yes, don't attack with no burglar. But if you're in a situation with like Liam where the guy is like, literally creeping in and out of your house over an extended period of time, <laughs> maybe it probably was the best thing to just beat his ass one time just so come back yeah, again. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It had to be done. It had to
2: be done, Liam. <laughs> we wanted to catch this guy so bad. We literally got to set all a right. trap took my tech yeah, in it sounds
1: like tom and jerry bruv like you
0: know you're just setting up like little traps to
2: catch him, when he's getting away <laughs> uh, uh, things you can't say on the podcast we <laughs> were we were gonna do
0: you know what i wanted to bring up do you remember when we were kids like, there was always something to do with fighting but e- even if it was just play so like drapesing i don't know uh how wide like how worldwide it was but like growing up as like teenage young teenagers or basically uh, like young kids like we used to we used to it was kind of like wrestling innit? you grab each other on by the, the the collar and see who would who could throw each other onto the ground and like, at the time you would you wouldn't have thought like oh you know this is kind of like teaching you how to fight or whatever but like looking back now it's it was kind of a form of kind of like martial art but in play do you think like a lot of martial arts come out of that gets developed naturally in that
3: way because you know the roots from most martial arts come from people growing up in childhood and stuff like that. Like, you go to, I think I had my uncles and cousins told me about Angola. They used to do like play fighting and stuff like that. They, they like the sweep, you know, the leg sweep. It's called a sweep. Yeah, yeah. Every guy, most Angolan people know this is the sweep and they are experts at that sweep. Even like women, you've been sweeped by your mom. Like you said, you talk back, my mom sweeped me one time, it was, it was dirty. <laughs> Ippon as well, you know, probably drapes came from that because, you know, in um, most uh, traditional arts, you have the gi, the, the, gi, the uniform.
2: Yeah.
3: In uh, judo and jiu-jitsu, that gi is a bit thicker for you to grab them by the collar and swing them a it? bit. The swinging was just to make them lose balance. You might swing them one way.
0: Throw them on your hip.
3: Exactly. Because, like, you know, when you swing them, you disrupt them um, the center of gravity. They're going to try and go the opposite way and you use that counter motion to to get to use their weight against themselves. Which is, I think that's what drapes was like. It was like the first step of that, you know. There was, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if, if someone that did jujitsu got drapes, he would probably like use that that little change in motion and throw the guy quickly or whatever, or sweeping. But like, you know, it's like it gets you used to it when someone in the street might just you Like, say you're on a, like a normal commute and someone grabs you by the collar and starts pulling you to like, you know, get you under their control. You're really kind of used to that from school. You like you put, you pull against it or you grab exactly, and, it, yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Obviously, these kids or when we were kids, we had no like training. Nothing taught us to do that. Yet like as human beings, we just like figure that out. We just know like naturally, you know, this is the way you would like, fight. Let's say in a way, how to disrupt balance. So in my opinion, it shows how rain fight and but the whole in ethos is in like just human nature in general. Boxing is also obviously, obviously a huge Western martial art. It's taken over money-wise, as in it's um, one of the top paying uh, martial arts sports and watched martial arts. Why do you think boxing is like so much bigger nowadays than traditional martial arts? I
3: think there's a lot more money in boxing in general from the beginning boxing is like something like mo- most of the time you're gonna throw hands with someone in a fight in general and that's like it comes from like also like the people that influenced the world more time were the heavyweight boxers like you saw mike tyson saw muhammad ali holyfield yeah is he the one that mike tyson bit zero for, yeah yeah it was holyfield
0: yeah, like,
3: yeah. <laughs> you got and anthony right now anthony aj anthony joshua and you go tyson um, fury and, you know like you look at the characters of all them as well and they have like their own influences and stuff and like you know, people will you know like you grow up and you mm-hmm. you like pick up an art like maybe martial arts went for some people because you know like oh, this is a bit boring or, not for me but boxing you know you when you punch up you punching up a punch in a bag or punching pads you know you get like relief stress relief and it's it's not too difficult it's not too technical it's like punch duck punch yeah, yeah. duck the only thing I would say about boxing is like some some people would say it's a martial art a lot of people would say no i personally think it's incomplete to become a martial to be a martial art you could be extremely good at boxing or whatever but against a really complete martial artist same weight would probably take you out in in a normal fight like in general like you don't have locks you don't have kicks you don't have grappling defense too much like you have clinches and stuff like that but you don't have anything like say if someone clinches someone that does boxing and starts kneeing them like in Muay Thai. Like Muay Thai, I would say is more complete. Of if well obviously it's emotional, but Muay Thai, in comparison, when you clinch someone, you could they you know you learn to throw them on the floor, you knee them or whatever. But in the outdoor world, someone grabs you from behind both over the arms and starts throwing you on the floor. As a boxer, you can't really do too much. You're not talk. boxing, I think, because you know with the whole box fit as well. Um, for people that are casual casually training it's more fun like you can mix it in with exercises you can do online like exercise videos with it like jump do some press ups some ups one two jab uh, jab cross jab cross whatever like
0: it's, would you say would you say it's like useless in a way then no no nah, uh, nah. nah, you wouldn't use those words
3: i wouldn't say no nah, it's you know what it is i know some people that i know a lot of people who have done boxing and when i went to boxing and a lot of people might like every 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 person that trains something is going to say something else is useless whatever or this is not as good yeah so true well i went to like i went in taekwondo i saw people that was so firm i thought they could never lose and i went to boxing i saw some guys like you would when they walk in the 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 club they look like the nerdiest person on the planet they take off that jacket and the guy's his back is insane he punches the pads and you can hear the pad like scream and stuff like that like <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, you know yeah when you hear the pad scream yeah <laughs> You're like, and the bag's like <laughs> it's like you know like it's it's the person again like there's no superior mm. there's no like more effective or superior art in my opinion it's like the person training has to complement that art or style has to complement them and boxing exactly, yeah. for a lot of people they might not you know they might just not want to kick might just want, don't want to do grappling Then it's not in them but from day one punching something they've been liking to do, like to do. Boxing would help them increase that, like level of skill to something they enjoy. Like if I was to tell someone that does boxing, 6 a.m. I want you to wake up, do some 10 squats, not 100 squats, 100 kicks, and just 100 down. He's not really gonna be on it too much. He's gonna be on control, but I know um, some people, would. you tell them, wake up at 6 a.m., run five kilometers, give me this amount of combinations for this this for that and he will do it he'll be happy as well like, to do it and i think it's more than more for that because you're not gonna be the art isn't going to make you a god even if it's the best art in the world you're not going to be great at, you won't be necessarily the best fighter just because you practice it
0: if yeah you know. i feel you and it's like you said as well like the styles match for different people like you know some people like they don't for example they have hip problems yeah so it'd be stupid for them to go into judo or something that obviously hinges on the hip a lot, get your hip mm. replaced or whatever. The boxing is quite, although they stripped it to the basic things where every like martial art uses fists, like, you, you know, everyone's going to learn how to punch. Boxers, boxers have kind of mastered that specific form. And like I said, you know, in a real life situation, you only need a couple moves that you know very well and you're pretty much good in most situations. And like boxing as well is one of those those sports where like you get proficient at you know two three four combos and you learn how to control distance with your jabs then you're you're pretty much good to go so yeah but I I think I disagree with you when you say like you wouldn't consider it like a martial art per se because I think like martial art is anything that because for example Aikido if from in my opinion if Aikido can be you know called a martial art so can boxing. In my opinion, boxing is more
3: oh, okay. like um, that's a good it's, that's a good comparison actually. I
0: What's Aikido? So a- Aikido, what it's based off is like momentum. So using your enemy's momentum to basically have them fall over, etc. Um, which it works, in my opinion, like it works. But in a real situation where someone's stiff and is not necessarily so much drilled, I don't think it works as well in my opinion, obviously, like, everyone's going to disagree, but it's, like, the similar argument with boxing, you know, they're going to say, oh, yeah, you can't kick, so it's kind of, like, it's it's not complete, but in a way, it still works, because, you know, if you throw fists with a boxer, he's going to knock your head off.
3: It's true, I I would agree with that. Going back, I will contradict my statement, again, there is some aspects where some fighters have refined it to their own art form, in a way, like, Floyd Mayweather, in one particular thing I will say, his defence is probably the best defence I've ever seen in fighting, regardless, like, the shoulder roll and how he dodges everything. Like, if you were to incorporate that kind of defence in general in in your fighting, you know, I would say boxing is a tool you can use very well in all other aspects. Like, you can bring boxing into your other arts and it will complement you quite well as a fighter um even i did i ripped my hamstring six years ago five years ago i couldn't walk for for i couldn't walk to save my life i, I couldn't go anywhere i think down remembers I was, I
2: was yeah i remember yeah. <laughs> yeah knocking on your door to go to lectures it would take us like an, an hour to walk to because you're like an old man
3: yeah for my recovery i didn't even go back to taekwondo or anything i just did boxing once i was like a bit better and when i went back to Ta Ty- kickboxing taekwondo whatever my punches were amazing like it was just like I was dodging you know like my punches had put more weight but aikido I don't know I think it's the same with aikido I think aikido is like you know it could be used as a tool for to complement another like maybe if you had a foundation already set
1: Liam said fuck boxing fuck aikido they're both trash (laughs) (laughs) No, no no, I said they're
3: both. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, no, not saying that because you know I'll get bad boxers coming for me. But it's hey, shout out to uh, as well. Jarrell, um Jiggerman J, from he's doing some mad nice stuff in boxing. I think uh I'll, you know, I'll put his uh, Instagram there, or if you guys can get it Yeah, them. we'll put his Instagram on
1: there.
3: Well, but no, nah, you know, is I respect both of them because is one thing it's like the actual boxing itself it depends on how hard you're going to train it I reckon but as uh, a sport sorry still I'm going to still say it's a bit incomplete like a couple a leg kick or something
2: has everyone watched back yeah Baki, that's, that, yeah, that's why he, he said it yeah, said yeah it. they beat up all the boxers I didn't see a single boxer not get beat up
1: Next, I'm not going to lie, season. in my opinion, boxers would just fuck up any martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, but like, it's from my own experience, whenever I've whenever I've come across like, um, whether it be a, a clip, a video clip, or like literally just in the, in the dojo while I was training myself, if we had someone who was like a, a top level boxer come up against someone who's a top level of any kind of martial arts, often what you would find is the boxer will just punch through all of your defense, like literally just punch through the defense. And remember, a boxer, a good one, just needs to get one punch in there, and you're kind of, yeah, that's true. You're done. You're you're done for. Yeah, it's the pressure, isn't it? They rely yeah, on that pressure. Yeah, that's well. the thing. I
0: mean,
2: nah, man. I, don't I still know. think
1: my, my opinion is uh, you could be a boxer, yes, but you would have to put so much strategy into keeping the boxer at bay. So, like, if you do Taekwondo, for example, that would be more useful against the boxer than maybe another martial art where you need to get in a bit closer. So, like, I'm not sure that, yeah. You do need to get in a bit closer to.
0: No, but that, but I'm not sure about length length that, Aaron. Length. Because think about it, yeah, in jujitsu, like the aim of the game is essentially to grab them, right? So because once you grab them, you can throw them, you can get them into locks, whatever. Yeah, so so as soon as you, yeah, but like think about it, like once you, you you might take one lick, like one punch that you know is coming and kind of like grazes you, but then once you got hold of a boxer, it's your game, it's not his game anymore. Like, what, what are boxers used to when they clinch? They just stay okay, there. Let, they let breathe heavy. Like
1: let's talk about it like this. The top, top boxers in the world, right? So let's say you've got a prime Mike Tyson and you get whoever the top martial artist on whatever martial art you want is. Crazy. Realistically speaking, can my man film a bang from Mike Tyson? and then getting close to him and throw him no no Mike. it tyson depends let's, let's I, say they go for I, I mean, the legs Aaron, I don't, I don't think, let's I don't say think that's going to be the case for example for like mike
2: tyson bruce uh, lee or mike tyson
3: i think mike tyson no, no, but oh, but, but it's different
2: the though yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah the mike weight is mad mike tyson yeah so I'm bringing bruce lee
1: guys shuffle so much when you ask them this question because everyone loves bruce lee but in reality one bang and his rib cage is broken. <laughs> like Another ch- bang and his jaw is gone. That's it. It's finished. It, 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 no,
3: like I will say, I said the art is complete, but I ain't saying the shit. I'm gonna go like them guys. <laughs> like, not shit, I, I'll tell you that much. Like, saying, boxing, hard, is you know, boxing is
1: destructive. Boxing is very, very destructive. Your your main goal is I'm gonna dislocate this guy's jaw. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're someone who's done Taekwondo, for example, where you can kick them from a distance, maybe keep them at bay, wear them down. Sure, but in any martial art where you need to get in close, I, I just, I personally just don't see you being able to, you know, firm a couple of bangs from a, a proper professional. But this is, but, but
0: think about it, Aaron. Think about Aaron. Yeah, Muhammad Ali, he wasn't known for bangs, but what was he known for? He was a distance controller. Like mm-hmm. uh, that's what I mean. Like styles, styles make people. So like for one person, like Mike Tyson, is short, stocky. He has to come in. He knows his, his bangs, yeah. If he, if he connects, you're going to be finished. But it's because of the way he's built. Where if you try to force it on Muhammad Ali, he would never be who he was. So it's, it's different, isn't Muhammad it? Styles Ali make would be
1: fights. even harder, though. Muhammad Ali would be even harder to get. Fam, to get well, this is what I'm saying. Like faster than Mike Tyson. You, and he also you, has you, the thing of you can't even kick this guy from a distance because you'll get you, out of you, the way.
0: You, you know Plus, where you see this? I'll tell you where you see this. Like this test. You see it in uh, UFC and MMA. And every couple years you get a dominating fighter but of a totally different martial art and there's an explanation for that you'd be like oh you know if one martial art was obviously better they would always win but actually the reality is the style for the person is what makes the martial art great
1: okay but is the question is the question a boxer for example against a martial artist that does one martial art or a martial artist that combines a whole bunch including boxing the thing if you're talking about someone who does a pure martial art against someone who just does purely boxing i think more times than not the boxer will most definitely knock the fuck look at look look at
0: khabib look at khabib right now he's dominating right he barely boxes He, he never really boxes where you get where you get fighters who come against him that are just strikers like pure pure strikers and what happens he destroys them why because the grappling style suits this person he gets the most out of it, hence why it seems like he's the best. Yeah, I was gonna say where in the past, before the Khabib time, you got uh, Conor McGregor. He has a very counterattacking, uh, like self-confessed Shotokan karate style. Do you know what I mean he was dominating it? Does it mean karate is the best? No, it means that that style with that person accumulated I'm not, I'm to the best
1: arguing, person. I'm not arguing that boxing is better. I'm just saying that in more times than not, you know, you're not gonna come up against a guy like like. For example, when you put, if you were to put Khabib against uh, a boxer and say you're not doing UFC rules, this isn't about you're trying to get the guy to tap out. You're not doing about points, nothing like that. You're just going to fight. One of you is going to box. One of you is going to do whatever you want. Again, I just believe that more times than not, the guy who ends up getting banged in the face uh, you know, by a boxer will not be able to then go on to do all these intricate moves. It's kind of like the point we were discussing of if you are in a real-life situation, more times than not, you probably should just try to run away because you know yeah, things yeah. don't go the way you plan with martial arts in real life situations. Yeah. Wait, surely
2: If you're against a boxer, you just run at him really fast no. and slide. <laughs> oh my god, you'll get finished. <laughs> if you're a martial artist, no. you know you're the top you're the top martial artist. If you run at him really fast and then slide He's, he's a hand-based guy and he just you just slide the same his feet. Wars,
3: no, you gotta the remember. same I, I'm <laughs> just going to say
2: Ronda yeah. Rousey Holly
3: Holm, Holm. yeah yeah. She, best example like she was so like she looked like undefe- undefe- undefeatable, and she was like a well, um, judo Olympic medalist as well Like mm-hmm. so she's proper up there in oh, yeah. grappling but you saw like on the day she held one punch and she lost all the composure straight exactly
1: yeah
3: and then the second fight same thing happened like but I still think, like, you know, it was that that day. She, I don't think she was even going too much for the grappling too much. She was trying to outbox the boxer.
2: Bad move, yeah. B- but I yeah, would but say if also, you're sliding, how do you punch yeah. down at perfect timing? But you realize boxers punch.
1: aren't these stiff human beings that just know how to. Punch. They got more. There's
2: like more defense. In, yeah,
1: they've got a lot. Like yeah. movement is very, very important for a boxer. So for example, yeah, but
2: you're a martial artist. Yeah, but you can You're
1: fighting against Muhammad Ali. It, it doesn't matter. The guy literally will move out of the way quicker than you can do your attack and next thing you know they're standing behind you just pummeling the crap out of you you're like Yo, let's wow. say done. Like, a- you
0: slide forward yeah but as you slide forward the boxer makes a mad jump forward and just slams you in your in your uh, chin then what because you, you already you already jumped to slide forward right like you already <laughs> lost momentum the, guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy the <laughs> guy clocked it comes forward straight up and just smacks you in your face
3: I'll, t- I'll say like what's the high somersault <laughs> you're this doing isn't gymnastics UK, bro.
1: This isn't, you're on Anakin jumping around no, over lava
3: this, and stuff Is real there's, no fo- there's no force as well like. <laughs> no I'll say I thought when I did boxing for a bit as well I did it in year 2012 or a bit in wood green somewhere and I learned a few of uh, old friends when I went back to Taekwondo there are guys that were I was like one of the I wasn't like shortest but like average height of the people with me were like six two six three and their leg reach was so long it was if you were to try compete with them with just kicks you're not going to reach them if they stick their leg fully out you know so like one tactic that mm-hmm. was taught was taught was like when the guy kicks the second he finishes the kick or he drops it you you lunge in quick one step like an instep and that's like one boxing technique where you just like quickly one step in, close the distance. You just, you know, give it to them because boxing is at close range. But a long range fighter, like I think, see Anthony Joshua was fighting that guy, Parkin. That yeah. guy was like three inches taller than him and the range was shorter. But you notice that his hands were quick. When he got close to Joshua, he would give him like three or four bangs. And before Joshua could even extend his ha- his arm fully back to, like exactly. to, to make that reach. Well, I think that's all to do with like no, fighting intelligence. And, uh, I
1: don't think you heard Dan. You're gonna do a somersault, if <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, <laughs> you, <Dan>. you're <laughs> gonna fight you're that? a professional boxer. you're Do that. Try to do somersaults <laughs> what? like that, Yeah. What's that? You, you know, know what? You will what? Get
2: do that.
0: You know what? No. Liam hit hit the nail on the head. Like a lot of it comes down to like fighting intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Like you can do whatever. Like it doesn't matter what martial art you perform or you practice that. But your like fighting intelligence really determines how good you're gonna be. Do you know what I mean? It's like Liam said. Do you understand distance? Do you understand timing? Do you know when it's the right moment to go in and when it's not the right moment to go in? Because more time, when you get that wrong, that's when you're gonna get clipped. Or if you clock his pattern, like before you before he clocks yours, that's when you're gonna clip him instead. So yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to the individual. This is why I don't really like the you know when people put the question which martial art is superior Well, in reality they all have their benefits etc i was
1: but, literally, um, just about to give you say should we move on to the part where we discuss who would win in a fight and you just said you yeah 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 let's move on
0: to that ain't it? yeah because like a lot of people say that like one martial art is superior than another my personal opinion i'm just going to put it out there straight away is that they're all kind of evenly matched it just depends on how you practice it and are you like do you understand distance and timing the rest okay. is just technique the rest is just um pretty much that kind of stuff but yeah everyone maybe you want to ask the questions
1: yeah so um the first one was going to be striking or grappling but i think we have kind of discussed that in
0: Uh, maybe one one word answer liam striking or grappling
1: yeah go ahead
3: um is that just a personal opinion or
1: personal opinion
3: for me well in general we're just in literal life application or just
1: Stri- a a there's a fight there's a fight there's one person who's strictly going to do striking another person who's going to attempt to grapple who would win in the fight
3: more time i would say the, the i don't know i'll say the grappler to be honest yeah, but it depends I, the grappler yeah because most of the time once you on the on the you can dodge a few punches whatever. you grab once you get them on the floor it's your game isn't it? okay so
0: uh, steve what do you think he would win uh, maybe I've got two two answers to this real quick. I'd I'd advise people to learn striking before grappling because more more time you're going to be front fist. But most fights end up on the ground anyway or they end up with you grabbing the opponent. I think grappling is more useful if that makes sense. So I think grappling in the end. But you never know in it. You you sorry, you might grapple someone. And then there might be like five men around you and yeah, then you're on the yeah, ground with this done and everyone's kicking <laughs> you, isn't
3: it? So. So, yeah, Striking's for uh, real life. Real life, you want to be fight. You don't. If you don't know how many people he's got with you, you either run or strike. Don't try to get on the ground because other people will start kicking you from the, the, yeah, when they, you're they on the ground. ground complex
1: <laughs> arm locks and they're just getting fists up by 15. Getting curb There's no need. Uh, Dan, who do you think?
2: I'll so say strike. Weapon. Strike, yeah? I'll say strike. I'll say it depends what striking was or well, isn't it? but I in general I
1: think if you're good enough at striking in that you are accurate in your strikes you're precise in your strikes and you have power in your strikes I think you the striking is superior to grappling because again mm-hmm. real life application as well yada yada but yeah I, I think that's that's my take so next question uh, Chuck Norris or Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee
0: Steve? Big
3: Bruce I'm
0: not gonna lie Bruce Lee was the big Donnie listen let me tell if you something, he,
3: yeah. he even beat him in, into the dragon us something. yeah Listen,
1: yes. <laughs> Bruce Lee would beat Chuck Norris out of his cowboy boots, yeah. So I just asked that just to see if you know what I'm saying. Uh, I think Bruce Lee as well. I think
3: we're all gonna get like a flu soon because we just disgraced Chuck Norris's name on this. <laughs> <trip> <laughs> off, man, even with his shit
1: curtain haircut, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Tyson <laughs> or <laughs> it Because this was in the movie. This was in the movie. But I think you're Man three. Mike Tyson or it Man? I think I've already made my stance clear. But what do you guys? You mean do? Donnie Yen? Yeah, Donnie yeah. Well, Ip man. Ip man, as in like the you know the real life Ip Man, if he was to come up against Mike Tyson, because obviously he um, was shown in the movie, but like let's say in real life, the real life Ip Man, if you were to fight Mike Tyson, who would win?
3: I say Mike Tyson would slap him, of course. <laughs> 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 <Come on. laughs> Hi, you see Mike Tyson, you man, guy's air off, mid-fight.
1: You know <laughs> man, he, he's powerful, he's fast, he's got a good defense. He will kill that old man bro in my opinion you know what it is yeah it's kind of unfair
0: because like you know in most fighting like you
1: can be like um the you know 10th Dan
0: black belt and whatever there could be some guy who just weighs like 3 times the amount, of, amount that you do knows no martial arts and will just sit on you do you know what I mean <laughs> that's, <laughs> like,
1: life, that's life
2: that's, <laughs> that's life that's what I was gonna say about the drapes that was the size yeah like, size I was up maybe, against maybe. like big guys just throwing me like a pea
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but that's, well, that's actually reality as well. This that's is why reality. martial arts put put you in uh, in weight categories, because there's no way anyone, I don't care how good you are, you're not gonna. It's gonna be really difficult once you go like ten kilos up. So in actual reality, is weight that really matters? Obviously, you can't control that, so you train your skills.
1: Yeah, exactly. But if I I mean, had to these, pick, these questions are literally Mike Tyson or Ibtman, like they, they, they don't forget, right. forget if, about the weight. If there was no weight,
0: if there, there was actually no weight. I'd give it still to Mike Tyson. In. I'm not going
3: to lie. i still give it to Mike yeah, Tyson because
0: he yeah, yeah. was an animal. <laughs> 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 Either way, Mike Tyson, I'm not going to
3: lie. <laughs> if he was gloved up as well, mate. Oh, there's what 10 hours left nice in the hat. Mike What's not it, man? There's like no a vegetarian. Listen, that vegetarian's
1: getting pumped. Although, I think Mike Tyson's a vegetarian. Exactly, one, one punch. Actually, funny nice
3: actually, you know what? One of the family. I'm pretty sure he's vegetarian.
2: This guy could be
1: vegetarian now, actually. I was going to stick mm. you on him, but I think he's vegetarian
2: Yeah, but at his peak...
1: Yeah, at his peak, he was eating red meat.
2: He was eating real stuff.
0: He
1: was eating human ears. What are you on about?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, My Tyson, Mike Tyson, pizza Tyson pizza will pizza. leave Ibman looking like Mojo Jojo after the fucking power <laughs> battered him. If you don't know, that, his brain. I'll, I'll maybe post a picture of it, but his brain will be out of his fucking skull. So, um, his brains are dripping. Okay, mm. next question. I don't know why we wrote this. I think in hindsight, I, I, this doesn't make any sense, but Khabib Visa Polar Bear. <laughs> a how polar, old bear polar bear would probably Maul him to shreds But let's say it was a baby polar bear And it was just a wrestling thing Do you think an animal like a polar bear Or just a regular bear or whatever Would be able to out-wrestle Khabib? Yes <laughs> Yeah, pretty succinctly
0: You know what though? Can I say yeah? yeah Khabib no. wrestled a bear as a kid And there's a video out there And he won But know. how did he what? win though? Was the bear
1: well, There It was a competition
0: what? No, no, what the no bear was family. It was just a bear. He, obviously, he lives in the mountains, isn't it, this guy? Some mad caucus guy. They, his dad yeah, just literally rang out a bear, like a baby bear, and a baby Kabib, and they just fought each other.
3: Now nah, he must have and put was, it, morphine on the bear or something, because I wouldn't let uh, no the more bear be <laughs> <try. laughs> <No laughs> The bear no
0: <laughs> You know what? We'll, pu- we'll put this clip in it. We'll put the bear on top with Khabib fighting him, then you'll see. So f- <laughs> for me, if it was a baby polar bear, I'd say Khabib. But if it was a full adult polar bear, he's finished. Like he's. Do you know <laughs> oh, he's been eating for like like up? weeks. Do you know, how big,
2: you bro, do you know how big polar bears are, bro? They're, They're huge. huge, They're huge. Okay. Yeah. Only um, Lord Deer can beat a polar bear.
3: <laughs> it can beat everything: man. moose, leopard. What's other one? We, um. um
2: Komodo dragon. To,
1: can I take a chance to disrespect Steven Seagal? I think I could beat Steven Seagal up now. Bro, he's like 100 years old no no when he was young I'll still beat him up I'll beat him out of his bloody shit <laughs> G, whatever the hell he wears that Aikido guy right I was, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. have bro. you seen him
0: like do a demonstration in like Dagestan where he's like dancing I'm it's terrible, hilarious I,
1: I do not respect oh, yeah. so me against Steven Scott <laughs> pissing him up even when he's young
3: I swear Portuguese people love Steven Cigar. When I was there, they swear his movies were like every night on um,
1: Oh god, I've got like flashbacks um, PTSD on channel five. They used to show these guys movies all the time. It's terrible. <laughs> channel five was such a bummy channel, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God I got all these subscriptions now. I don't
3: know what channel five. <laughs> oh, what was the other one? Like it was there was one where they show it has gone now. It was, like, was it a Dave? Um,
1: there was one where he's like an honorary sheriff or something and he's trying to like crack down on real life criminals and he's just like some old fat man that's just like barely able to move It's like steven let it go man just age with grace
3: you know is the go i'll on. say akida works with him because he's his size if you're that big large <laughs> and a guy like self defense is like a main good because even my instructor he was he was like quite big and he he didn't move from the spot when we attacked him he would just move, like destroy us while like still on the same spot just dodging and grabbing us and shit <laughs>
0: Like, it was on my mind, didn't it? Like, um, you know how, like, martial arts, over time, they get adapted. So, like, you get, like, new styles. that like, obviously, you saw how judo came out, jujitsu. And, like, recently, we see, like, new, very new martial arts. Like, you know, Jeet Kondo, how, like, Bruce Lee put together, you know, karate, kung fu, like, all these things that came out of Jeet Kondo. And then Krav Maga, really, it took, like, elements from different martial arts and then made its own. Do you think, like, this is the way forward, like? Do you think martial arts are becoming more effective, the the new styles? I think or is it you know just adapted it, to the time?
3: I think you know what it is it's getting more effective, I agree, because Jeet Kune Do was like when Bruce Lee had, he created that after he learned Wing Chung and all the other ones. And it was just pretty much just interception and you learn you don't you do that small in without even thinking about it when you do like karate, taekwondo, whatever you you think about okay, he's gonna about to attack, I'm gonna intercept him and you know, the counter hurts more than if you just hit him, because you know using the guy's um, momentum against him against himself. Uh, Krav Maga that came from the Israeli um, military, and that's as lethal and those two I think came from Kimberly. The, uh, answer a question. I'd say they are super effective. Krav Maga especially would be super effective um, in the street and as a, a martial art in general if it was just not. At extortionate prices, you know. I'm, I'm just gonna throw out there. I've not seen a girl class that is reasonably priced. So you might need to sort that out.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm
3: not. I'm not gonna. Lie. I'm not paying like. 50, you know, some people like I would if it was a tad bit cheaper. That's one thing about tradi- some of these other clubs, like because it's so popular, you have loads of people teaching it, and it's more. It's like more for accessible. your for, for people's, but yeah, exactly. It's accessible and stuff like girl You have to find a specialist to do that and you also it's have like, to have uh, I think Krav Maga is sick for women to learn self-defense wise because most of that is just hit him in the nuts and then just ruin his life or like he just attack the guy yeah. through it was like it's that like quick it's not not for like you're not trying to extend the fight too much with Krav Maga it's like bang 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 on the floor he's got you know you can't breathe whatever.
0: It's like in the military you know I have a friend he went he went to do like uh, he was a Royal Marine and he told me like, like they 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 done the self defense. Obviously they have to in it how to kill someone. And it's like two moves. It's grab their nuts and tear their testicles off, <laughs> or grab their throat and tear their windpipe out. And that is it. Like that's all they pretty much learned. So <laughs> i mean, like, you don't need that much to really protect yourself. But I think it's Krav Maga like, has I, that I ain't mentality. No
1: one's nuts under any. Cons- uh, I, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Krav Maga has that mentality where it's like do you know what i mean like oh, you just go for lethal elements and just 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 destroy
3: no but i do yeah i do agree because a lot of the arts you know is like with most things even like when we learn like in every in everyday life everything has to adapt to the surroundings jiu-jitsu obviously was good it's good as a art. good it teaches a lot of stuff but we're not in samurai gear i mean you look at um jeep kundu wing Chun, that had you know the original one, I'm pretty sure had weapons applications in there, like the swords and size and nunchucks and stuff. Obviously that got taken out because that stuff's illegal right now. And the adaptation is still good, the uh, aspect, but those other arts, those people weren't competing with they didn't have much competition with other arts. Like there was not many people practicing Wing Chun was in China, I'm pretty sure. And don't think, you know, they, they had like other Western arts in there as competition too much I need to do some history on this part
0: uh, I don't know man I don't agree with that because like I feel like martial arts the ones that are still alive today pass the test of time because like imagine like you were taught something back in them days let's say you learn uh kung fu style x you go into war and you die that kung fu style is finished like you ain't gonna hear about it ever again do you know what I mean like <laughs> <Yes>. no one's <laughs> ever gonna practice it <laughs> so I yes, feel like man. the ones that that come up to this point have like survived war and do you know what I mean it was effective so, enough mm. to like continue to this day. Means it must have been useful. So I think true. like competition was still high. It was actually better competition because you would die if you you know if you did that martial art that was useless. Mm. You would die and they'd let go of it.
3: That's correct. Ej. You know you're right because most it's like even evolution. Um, the animals alive today, are the ones that survived like that red squirrel that was in the UK about right now.
0: Gone. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> dead. That red squirrel. Squirrel. R. I. P. Man. The grey ones are out here
2: <laughs> eating your body. Um, I'm never They're yet. still on the island, white. You, but, but He's gonna to
3: travel to that Isle yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that yeah.
2: saying. I'm yeah, saying. Man, yeah.
3: <laughs> but I'd say, yeah, you like the, you're right. The ones that are here today, even you know what is, even in MMA, a has been, it's got like such a vague name. I think that's why I don't, I don't like the name MMA mm, if anything, they should have renamed it something else. Yeah, like, because originally mixed martial arts was, maybe I thought, thought, in my opinion, was someone that trained multiple arts and then could combine it. And then that got taken through, I think, someone created MMA from taking the best parts of certain arts to create this MMA thing. But I I think it should have had a different name so that you could still keep MMA, mixed martial arts, as a separate thing.
0: Yeah, I get what you mean, Lim. Because like you go to different, like, obviously different MMA gyms will teach things differently. Like they might not teach wrestling, but they'll teach judo elements, or they might, mm. you know, some of them are heavy Brazilian jiu-jitsu and not so much like taekwondo striking. So like I feel your pain in it. When you hear MMA, now it's been branded as like a martial art, like a specific mm. one. When you know
3: what
0: reality, it is. Isn't it? Yeah, no one knows, man. From gym to gym, it's all different. So yeah, I agree.
3: But I, that's where it's also a good thing because that makes it. Beautiful in a way. You have different loads of fighters that are all unique in their own way. Just depending on what they their gym teaches combination. Because the instructors themselves definitely have done martial arts. Like you would never go to an MMA gym and not single person has a black belt in something. Otherwise, I don't know what belt what gym. Yeah, what
0: doing. kind of MMA gym?
3: <laughs> to to, you better get a refund. <laughs> yeah, it's just like best one gym I knew. They did like Muay Thai. It was Muay Thai and BJJ heavy. But the Muay Thai fighters in particular were such a... It was in Sheffield. I think think it was called AFK Kit Robson. They had their own league on YouTube and everything. And there was two fighters there, really good um, Kit Muay Thai fighters. And then they brought in Jiu-Jitsu coaches to teach them groundwork. And then they would bring in another coach to teach them this. So it was was like like a hybrid fighters where they had multiple instructors come in and just teach them best techniques that they knew. So like this new fighter was just like, like Blade. <laughs> you know how Blade is just like the hybrid of- Oh yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: Now
3: maybe that's a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like I see MMA as a very versatile thing in general because of how vague the name is, has, has been made in general not say it's bad or, or good but it's just like you don't you know MMA from MMA gym you kind of I think to know if it's proper good for you I would look at the instructors and what they what records or what plaques they hold like who is teaching you like you don't you want to be learning from a guy you don't want to be learning from the right people you know? Like I'm not going to say I'm like the most amazing player. I'm not I'm knowing there on the level of a lot some of my my colleagues but they still like we still they still hold me to some degree of respect if anything because like i might not be on their level fighting whatever but we still train together we all learn the same things and then from there you know we can still spar together and you know i won't you know i'm not going to be pushed around by these guys mm. despite so like i think one thing finally i'll say is, like you gotta learn know who t- who's teaching you instructors before you join mm. You don't want
0: to crap. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to ask you, like, when looking for, you know, let's say you're young, you know, when we were young and we were looking for a place to go train, like, how would you advise people? Like, what, what should they look for in a martial art and how should they decide what to, what to do and what gym to go to? Oh, I got a
3: lot of this. One, any sign of the guy being money hungry, just avoid i had a guy i had a few instruct couple clubs i went to and the guy was just you can tell was more for the money than the, if the guy isn't secure in his thing and he's too concentrated on making money it's not a martial arts club like some people will pause the warm-up to collect money which is one thing i hated right i'm like i don't want to be you know why am i doing that Like my instructor uh at north london taekwondo he's retired now i think but master on the petty didn't care about money too much he didn't even make profit he didn't make anything from i don't think he even made anything from that he any money he made you he put it straight in he would if you didn't have the tuition fee for the month he'd be cool whenever you can pay just you know let me know if you can pay me or you're in trouble or whatever he'll give you scholarships if you're like if you weren't able to pay but you saw you wanted to train he will let you train and i think people like that are good people with good hearts as well like you can't 100 another thing
0: I just want to plug, sorry, Sobo Karate. Yeah, um, mm. I'm not gonna lie, he let me off a lot of times, like not paying, and but he knew, like you said, he was like, as long as you give you effort, you know what I mean? Or let's say you, you, he knew you couldn't afford it or something, he'll give you like a package deal. That really, it was bumping him off. And mm. uh, or let, let's say you didn't pay at the start, like he'd be like, you know what, just pay me at the end. And if you didn't pay at the end, he'd be like, oh, you know what, pay me at the end of the month. Like big up them guys who are in the martial art community that understand, do you know what I mean? They understand mm. the need for martial arts, etc
3: um also another thing your age range one thing is important how old are you when you go to the club say you're young i would look at schools your school will probably most likely have an after school club or instructor come in not to say he's going to be the best guy but it's convenient isn't it you finish school you can straight away go with your friends and your friends you make at the club will be key because they will make you want to go to training like i personally i think the only reason I looked forward, I went training four times a week. I would finish school. I had to go South Tottenham. South Tottenham in those days was not a place I wanted to be going. It was Leightonstone. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I would finish school 3, 3 p.m., go pick up my little sister quick, run, give her something to eat, go to the bus station. I, had to, I think I had like 45 minutes or an hour to run to the station and then get a the bus to Tottenham to make the training on time even just that effort was just because the guys i was training with literally were just too cool like it was just like it was like another family you go to like all the instructors like genuinely cared about you and stuff like that you need people that care about you when you go to these things you don't want like to be just like a business you go give your money whatever certain things that like, you need to build a relationship so you want it for for life like, it will stay with you like a good vibe like you need good energy when you leave when you enter the club like good good energy is important that's why i'm also what i'm saying Um, well, third point, you need to just Google everything like whatever. If you're looking for Muay Thai, Google Muay Thai around your area. Don't be afraid to travel because sometimes the clubs around you might not be for you. Just look for the right club, right instructor that will, that also is like for you. On top, check if they do competitions. Like, one thing is like people are scared to compete and you shouldn't be scared to compete competitions are exciting if anything even if you're a shy person they bring out the best in you and having a club that frequently competes you might not want to but because you see all your close friends going to competitions regularly you might be like go to watch them you have opportunities to go you have opportunities you wouldn't have had in another club as much also see if they have have trial lessons yeah, the trial lessons, that's what I was going like, to say. three lessons first is a good sign in a buggered club, free, a few free lessons.
0: Well, thinking, oh, you know, what should I do? Should I do boxing? Should I do Muay Thai? And they're like, they, they're really delaying it because they're trying to make a decision. Just pick something because, you know, at the end of the day, more time, they're all effective. like Unless you're doing some, like, next Kung Fu that, that someone made up. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah. Dynamite yeah. to Kung Fu, but like... <laughs>
3: Bro, you know what? I'm gonna say one story. Eh? Excuse Why me, <laughs> I've done that as a kid. I grew up doing that. Give, give me a dance when the robbers, the guy pulled a, a shank on you, and you start dancing. Dan's <laughs> start twerking with you, them.
0: Dan's gonna start seen, twerking and daggering them,
3: man.
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Come like carnival. Have you not seen of the Galaxy. Did they not win by dancing?
3: <laughs> oh, also one thing as well. Don't be afraid to travel to the depths of hell to do good good training some of the best clubs are in those dodgy areas like you know the the club doesn't have to be squeaky clean or whatever as long as you know you know like some of the like montague road edmonton that boxing club there might not be amazing looking outside or inside solid in there same with a lot of taekwondo kickboxing gyms might be a bit gritty but those were the best fighters are born sometimes.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? You like because at the very beginning you kind of said like because our area is a bit rough. A lot of us who went to it kind of went initially with the thought of I just want to be able to basically defend myself if someone tries something. But you might want to go because you just really like the art behind it. So then you know you kind of need to prioritize what you're really after. If you want to go to learn because you want to, you know, yeah, you like the art of it, but you also want to basically beat anyone up who tries it with you, then. Maybe you should go to a gritty place because they will teach you a few things that you might not get somewhere that's squeaky clean.
3: They'll they'll teach you to humble yourself as well. You know when a lot of people come into the club with that intention. First thing we do, if I noticed someone, my teacher did or any of us noticed someone was on that, we just bar with them straight and then, you know, like the nerdiest looking dude will just slap you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When I first started jujitsu, I was like, I wanted to basically, I was like, yeah, if anyone tries it with me, I learned this new, I'm a yellow belly. I'm like, I'm going to fuck them up. But, by the time I got to the black belt, I, like right now, for for me to fight someone, like you have to really, really push me to, to an extreme limit because you kind of learn about humbling yourself a little bit and, you know, the, you are the best at your particular martial art. You, you do yeah. learn not to basically go out there with too much of a, yeah, let me fight kind of mindset.
0: Maybe we can give a shout out to some clubs there that we should we advise them to go. There's a club in Finsbury Park. That's where I used to train karate. And like you said, it's one of those places where you know, like you wouldn't go there or <laughs> you wouldn't think like, oh, you know, this is safe. But believe me, the people there are good. sobo karate. The 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 sensei is really good. And like I said, not money hungry. Also at the same place in uh, Frisbury Park is the one that Samson Samsung and his dad uh, trained at. It was actually at the same place where I did karate. I forgot the name, but there's a judo club there. Really, really good.
3: Uh, I would say North London Taekwondo and the whole GTI Association in general i would say one of the best probably the best taekwondo association in my opinion north london taekwondo based in Leightonstone. i'll put the address or hopefully it'll be edited there somewhere and gladesmore school i don't know because of covid obviously you know all these places aren't open right now but when they open check them out gladesmore school has i think classes going with um, the other instructor that was what it was my instructor until he created another club and branched off. They're, they're still connected. Um, but now he runs Manor Park, Taekwondo, North London Taekwondo, Pat Hulahan. Amazing guy, I'm not gonna lie. Master Hulahan taught me how to destroy people and how to scare people with my voice. Which if you if you met him and you've heard him shout, you will know what I mean. <laughs> like he literally like he was a, he was a big guy. And you would just do the splits in front. When you couldn't do the splits, or you say oh, I can't do it, you'd be like, look at me, I'm old, I'm big. You just do the splits, run the whole the whole workout, sweating, still carrying on, solid. One of my close friends now, KickFit at KickFitGo on Instagram. He's doing one-to-one sessions and sessions in the park in Peckham and Pimms Park in Edmonton. Hit them up, good prices are there, and he's very qualified. He's competed in a lot of tournaments including the prima world championships just honestly these are very accomplished people i'm referring in you know? they're like if you want to learn how to kick they literally can cater to anyone so get i also
0: want to shout out titan fighters in um tottenham hill you know that's super local to us so mma gym but they're really friendly guys um if you're looking to
1: start martial arts that's a good place to start i mean i but, yeah say no, i say no free clout but You know, fuck it. (laughs) Go to those people that we just mentioned. You know, uh, they're all very fantastic and we wouldn't have mentioned them if they weren't good at what they were doing. So trust us, give them a shout, give them a chance. I think that is a good enough place as any to wrap this episode up. So thank you for listening to us. Please do follow us on uh, the Verbal Reasoning Podcast on Instagram and Podcast Verbal on Twitter. Uh, Do like, share, and subscribe where you can. Maybe leave a review if you're kind enough to do so. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand you?
2: That was
3: bloody brilliant.